If we belong to God, we are taught by God. In the New Testament church, the Apostle John said, But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you. But the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. We are taught by God. He just puts his rules and laws into our hearts. We read that in Hebrews chapter 8. That's the New Testament church. But many in the New Testament church don't belong to God. But I'm speaking to the people who belong to God. If you have the Spirit of God in you, you have the Spirit of truth in you. And John basically says you know all things because of the Spirit of truth who lives in you. And that Spirit of truth teaches us all things. Reminds us of everything Jesus said, guides us into all truth, and shows us things to come. So the anointing of the Holy Spirit who lives in you, the believer, that anointing of the Holy Spirit teaches you. When someone like me comes along and I teach something and you say, that's right, you already know these things because God has put it in your heart. You may not have been able to express it in your native language, but you know I'm speaking the truth because the truth is in you, because we both have the spirit of truth in us, the Holy Spirit. We are both taught by God. In John chapter 6, Jesus said this same thing. He said, no man can come to me, the word, except the Father which sent me draw him, and I, the word, will raise him up in the last day. In verse 45, Jesus says, it is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Every man, therefore, that hath heard and hath learned from the Father cometh unto me the word. When you know something taught by God, when he's taught it to you, you can write that teaching down on paper and 20 years go back and read it and it's not going to be changed because it is truth from God. Often men make up their own doctrines and change them every once in a while. But the word of God that God teaches you won't change. It's going to be the same. Man who is not of God loves to glory in the flesh of men. We have the example in Galatians where Paul was trying to tell them circumcision is not going to do you any good whatsoever nowadays because we have the truth in Jesus. They were requiring the Gentiles to be circumcised. Paul said, no, we live by faith nowadays. They wanted to glory in the flesh of that man and what he did. The same thing applies to us today. They want to glory in our flesh. 
because we go to their church or we are Baptist or Methodist or Catholic. They want to glory in flesh. But I found when I tell people things that God has done in my life, often they grow very silent and just bide their time until I stop speaking. They do not want to hear things of God and they do not rejoice in hearing things of God unless they are born of the Spirit of God. That person born of the Spirit of God is just anxious to hear things of God because he delights in things of God. The others delight in things of men. If you try to tell another person who says he's a Christian, if you try to tell him something God has shown you, what does that person do? Kind of take note. Is that person delighted and on fire and sort of jumping up and down to hear what God has done in your life? Or does he just get extremely silent and say nothing? We had a woman in our church group who used to seem to be of God. But I noticed that in the last years that she was around us, that when I would speak of things of God, she just got very silent and waited until I stopped speaking. And then when I mentioned something about television, she jumped in the conversation immediately and was really rejoicing in some television show or some actor that she had read about. And she quickly shared about that actor. She delighted in sharing things of men, but no longer delighted in things of God. These are either people who were once born again and turned over to a reprobate mind because they fail to delight in things of God, which we're told about in Romans chapter 1, or they were never born again at all. Those people who are of God delight in God. Toward the end of my aunt's life, I was visiting her, and I shared some things of God with her, and I shared Psalm 103 with her. I got up to go to the bathroom, and when I came out of the bathroom, I, know I looked down the hallway, which looked directly into her bedroom, I saw her standing over her Bible, which was lying on top of her bedroom chest. I saw her standing over her Bible looking at Psalm 103. She wanted to know things of God. That's a real Christian. She wanted to do things of God. That's what a Christian is. They delight in the word from God. But the others are antichrist. They put themselves in the church by going forward and being baptized or by joining the church, but without the Spirit of God. But those who have the Spirit of God delight in hearing what God has done. So John tells us, But the anointing which ye have received of God, that anointing is the Holy Spirit. For we who believe in God are sealed with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 1, we have the Holy Spirit living in us. We read that in 1 Corinthians 3 and 1 Corinthians 6. 
We, our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in us. Second Corinthians chapter 13, Paul says, Know ye not that Jesus is in you, unless you be reprobate? The Holy Spirit of Jesus lives inside us. He is the Spirit of truth and the comforter. So the anointing which we have received of God abideth in us. And ye need not that any man teach you, because he's going to teach you. But as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, even as it has taught you, ye shall abide in him, live in him, doing what he has shown you. Someone will come along and speak of truth from God. You'll recognize it. Many things are not truth from God that are being taught by men. Many things are not truth from God. And when we hear them, we might just think, oh, I really don't much like that. That doesn't pertain to me. You're really being told by God that's Antichrist. In the early years of my Christian life, I attended a church in Dallas, Word of Faith. They were always teaching about prosperity. I didn't think it pertained much to me. I wasn't interested in the teaching being done at the 11 o'clock service. But I stayed there, and I just copied Scripture down and went home and read Scriptures. But really, I wasn't interested in that teaching on prosperity. They had a very large group of people that attended that church. You'd go out on the parking lot and you'd see the lot was just filled with old junker cars. These were people who wanted to be prosperous. And they felt they were being told they could be prosperous through claiming scripture. And they sought prosperity on this earth. I lived in Dallas at that time. We had an ice storm in January. And I couldn't get to church because that church was about 20 miles away from where my apartment was. So I decided to just walk over to Highland Park Methodist Church, which is on the campus of SMU. I lived about two blocks from that church building. As I was walking through the parking lot, I noticed Rolls Royces, Mercedes, all types of really expensive cars. And I thought, wait a minute, these people at this Methodist church don't know anything. And here they're, they're living in all these riches. Whereas out at Word of Faith, you walk through the parking lot and you're just looking at one old car after another, which does not display wealth of men. What is going on? It seemed to conflict with what we were being taught at Word of Faith. One time our pastor said, if you want a new pickup, find a picture of that pickup, cut it out, the picture out, and put it on your refrigerator. So every time you come past the refrigerator, you will see that picture. Somehow in you, you'll figure out some way to get that, get that pickup. And then he taught us to find scripture to, to claim over it. That is not the way God was leading me, even when I started going to that church. 
God led me to meditate day and night in the scriptures that were brought to me by the Spirit of God. Now, it looks very much the same, and I didn't realize I wasn't like them. It took years before I came to the understanding that I wasn't like those people. I mentioned to our Bible teacher, I said, well, I've just realized I'm not like them. And he said, you've never been like the people at this church. You've never been like them. He said, they talk about faith, but you live it. You're not at all like them. Well, the reason being, I was being led by God. When I received a scripture and walked in that scripture, I was following God. They were hunting a scripture to get what they wanted. Now, most of them were. There might have been a few that weren't doing that, but the majority of them went to that church because they wanted to be as God, finding scripture to claim to get what they wanted. That's being as God. That's Antichrist. In Second uh, Thessalonians 2, Paul said, Antichrist would sit in the temple of God, showing himself to be God. He didn't need God. He didn't need to ask the will of God. I never even heard the word will of God mentioned all the years I was at Word of Faith. What they taught you was to be God. They didn't say that, but that's what they were teaching. That if you had faith, you, you didn't have anything strike your family. A tornado couldn't blow your house away. It couldn't bring illness to your house if you had faith. All you had to do was stand up against the devil. That's being as God. It wasn't a matter of turning to God and saying, Oh, God, please don't let this happen to me. Please don't let me do this. Please don't let me say this. That's letting God be God. Walking in the scripture given us by the Holy Spirit is following God. Trying to find a scripture to claim over whatever it is we want on this earth, that is not following God. That is being God. And that was the great flaw in that movement. I was at that church about five years, and during the years I was there, I didn't see anything wrong. I didn't know these things. It wasn't until after I came out that God showed me these wrong doctrines. God brought me out by a dream. He gave me a dream showing me the speaker was speaking a poison that was killing the congregation. And all the people in the room were corpses. I was the only one sitting there who wasn't a corpse. And I looked at the face of the man next to me he was dead. I looked at the other people and they were all dead, but they were looking directly at the speaker and smiling. Great big grins on their faces, approving what the speaker said. It was like a poison gas coming toward us from the speaker. And as I sat there among them, I began to feel drowsy and I knew the gas was killing me. That's a dream God gave me in 1979. In 1982, I was at Word of Faith on a Wednesday night. I turned and looked at the man sitting next to me. I was shocked. He was the man that was in the dream who was sitting next to me who was really a corpse, a dead person. I looked around the room, and I saw the other people as being dead people. 
I said to God, I got up and I went to the ladies' room and I said, I think you are showing me to leave this church group. So I'm going to get in my car and drive away. But if you want me to come back, I'll come back. So I went directly to my car, drove away, and God began showing me the error in the faith movement. They think they're following God, but really they're wanting something and they find a scripture to claim over the thing they're wanting. And they're taught if you have faith, you can get what you want. So they worked having faith to get what they want without turning to God and saying, Thy will be done. If their faith fails and they don't get what they want, it's their taught. You didn't have faith strong enough, come to church more, and you will be able to do this. No one ever said it's a false doctrine. No one, at, while I was there, no one ever said that. Later people said that after they came out of that church group. It sounds right. It looks right. But really, it's a group of Antichrists where they are really trying to be God, getting what they want by Scripture, by claiming Scripture. Be as God. That, oh, we don't want to do that. We want to serve God, not be God. We want to attempt to do the things that we know are the will of God. That's a Christian going by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. Concerning the Holy Spirit, John chapter 14, verse 26, Jesus says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. John sixteen thirteen, Jesus says, Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear from God, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He searches the heart of God to reveal the will of God to us so that we can go in the way of God. 1 Corinthians 2, Paul says of himself, And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men but in the power of God. Paul explained that which the Holy Spirit does. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We speak not the words which man's wisdom speaks or teaches, but that which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Verse 14. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. The natural man considers it foolish for us to have to get our wisdom from God. He thinks, well, I have wisdom. I have intelligence. God gave me a mind. I don't need to turn to God. I know what to do. We tell that person what God has done, what he has shown us, and they just stare at us because they consider it foolishness. And they're just waiting, biding their time until we stop speaking 
so they can go on with whatever their doctrine is. They're not the same spirit we are. That person who's the same spirit you are understands what you're saying. If you're the same spirit I am, you understand what I'm saying and you rejoice in it because we are the same spirit, one spirit. But there are many spirits of Antichrist in churches today. So they're not going to understand it when you speak of things of God to them. But for us who are of God, Hebrews chapter 8, verse 10, God says, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts. And I will be to them a God. They didn't learn it from man. They learned it from me. And they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me. All who belong to God will know him. And we rejoice and are confirmed by the truth that others speak when they speak truth. So therefore we share with each other when we're of God. But when we find out that person won't follow scripture and isn't interested in things of God, though they call themselves a Christian, then we can't keep trying to teach them. At that point, we have to walk away from them. Titus chapter 3, verses 10 and 11. A man that is an heretic, when they won't receive the teachings that we give them of God, when they won't receive the scriptures we give them, when they fail to delight in the revelation that God has given us, when they fail to want to hear things of God, after the first and second admonition, reject them. Don't keep trying to teach them. The minute you see that, just turn and walk away from them. Titus chapter 3, 11, knowing that he that is such is subverted and sinneth being condemned of himself. Don't open the door for them to be in your life. No phone calls, no emails, no birthday cards. Don't put yourselves in a position where you have to hear their problems because these people are going to entangle you with their problems if possible. We can't afford it in the last days. They want you to be God. They want to tell you their problems. They don't turn to God with their problems like we do. We live in peace because we turn to God when we're troubled. And we depend on God to bring what we need to bring peace back to us and to restore his joy. They just want to go from house to house telling other people about their troubles. We desire to tell other people about the miracle of God in freeing us from our troubles. It's just opposite. It's light and darkness. Light and darkness can't coexist in the same room. You try it. You go in a dark room and turn on the light switch and what happens to the darkness? Or you turn the light off and what happens to the light? It's in darkness. They can't coexist. You can't coexist. They will trouble you constantly with all of their talk. They will vex you continually. 
We have a scripture in Second Peter where it tells us that Lot was a righteous man, but he was vexed continually by hearing and seeing what they did in Sodom. Lot chose to live in Sodom, and yet he was vexed constantly by these people, and yet he was righteous. He finally was taken out of Sodom by the angel of God who drug him out of Sodom before he destroyed Sodom. You can't live with those people who trouble you. They are not of God. The ones who are of God will have a problem and they will turn to God with the problem. God will give them the information they need and they will solve the problem by the information given by God. You can live with those people. Second Timothy chapter 3. Paul said they would have a form of godliness in the latter days, but they deny the power thereof. They won't live in the, in the scriptures, in the doctrine. He said, turn away from them. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. They are ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. They run from meeting to meeting to meeting. But they never walk in the way of God. They're constantly troubled and they trouble us. And Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 8, Now as Jannes and Jambres withstood Moses... So do these also resist the truth. You tell them the truth from God, they resist it. They don't want to walk in it. They're not of God. They don't delight in it like we do. You can recognize them. This is a very important section of Scripture. Second John, verse 8. Look to yourselves. Watch over yourself that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, the doctrine of the New Testament Bible, Receive him not unto your house, neither bid him Godspeed. For he that biddeth him Godspeed is partaker of his evil deeds. You will lose reward by accepting into your house that church person who will not obey scripture. Most of the people who attend church today do not really believe that Jesus Christ lives inside of the believer. They think God gave us a mind and therefore we have all we need to figure everything out. And they delight in their own wisdom. But if you try telling them that God showed you something, they really don't want to hear that. Yet they want to keep your friendship. So what did they do? They just get dead silent, staring at you as you talk. They're just hoping you'll quit talking 
about things of God because they don't want to hear them. If you know someone like that, that person's not of God, though he calls himself a Christian. He's Antichrist in the church. You have to come to the realization we are in the end times. Antichrist will even increase more. And deception will grow in the last days, according to the Bible. Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. That's um, 2 Timothy chapter 3. Paul says it's perilous time in the last days. It's perilous because they say they are Christians. They even quote scripture. But they don't do the word of God. And this is a, an amazing story that I'll tell you right now. A man came to our house to do some extermination work. He immediately told us he was a Christian. And he told us that he did ministry work from time to time, going from city to city. And I spoke up and said to him, how did God show you to do this? He went totally blank. He didn't have any statement whatsoever as to how God led him to do this. That's because he wasn't being led by God. He was leading himself. And at one point in time, he even quoted a scripture, which this is what amazes me. He had quoted a scripture, which is in John chapter 7, where Jesus says, In the last days, many would come to him saying, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then I will say unto them, Depart from me, ye worker of iniquity, I never knew you. He quoted that scripture to me, never realizing he was doing that very thing, going out to do works that God had not shown him to do. Well, in no short time, I told him that I had no evidence at all that God was showing him to do those works. And as long as God didn't show him, then he was heading to damnation. And he, he just really was an evil man, and I could tell. Yet he came to me in the name of the Lord. Jesus said in the last days, many will come saying that he is Christ, and they'll deceive many. That's in Matthew 24. That's really a sign of the end time, or all of these people saying they are Christians when they aren't. They put themselves into the church by going forward, being baptized, joining the church trying to do the things the church says to do, how they do not have the Spirit of God. God is not leading them. They are being led by man. And they're all around us today. Some of you listening to this belong to God, and you know when you try to tell someone at church things of God, you know what they do. You know. You're going to have to wake up and realize they are not Christians. They don't have the Spirit of God. You cannot help them. Actually, you have to flee from them. It's hard to come to that position. But that's what we have to do. 
There are scriptures, many scriptures that tell us to do that. Jesus himself said, cast not your pearls before swine. Because what the swine will do is trample the sayings of God underfoot. They will turn and attack you and try to draw you away from the things God has said. My own cousin, whose Church of Christ, did that to me. I tried to share things of God with her, and she tried to convince me to come to Church of Christ and deny the things of God that he had given me. That's not unusual. That's what these people will do when they do not have the Spirit of God. We who have the Spirit of God, we just can't coexist with them. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.